The following commercial is exactly three minutes and 15 seconds long. Do with that information what you will. Breaking news. This is an important PSA brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. Get it? And the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. This new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we are one of the first ones to get our hands on it and share the news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free shipping with the code GTA at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try out the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. Their advanced ceramic blade and skin safe technology is so good that it almost seems as if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk's engineers to ensure that your testes are as safe as possible. Now they want me to tell you a funny story about cutting my balls when I was shaving, but let's face it, it's not that funny. It's painful and it's traumatizing, okay? I'm offended that they would ask me to do that. And I'm not trying to dig up these memories and have some sort of slow motion ball cutting flashback like Vietnam. But I will tell you this, first of all, we gotta shave our balls, okay? We have to do it, and it's best if, we, if we're if we safe when we do it, because women don't wanna see that. Like, I, I know I know this may come as a surprise to you, but women don't like to see that. It's never a good look or a good time when you think you're about to get down and dirty with a chick, she goes to unzip your pants, and Sideshow Bob's afro pops out and hits her in the eye, okay? It's just, just trust me on that. Now, what makes this different than all of the trimmers? I'm glad you asked, hypothetical podcast listener. Here's four things that make it different. One, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, created for people who like to travel, you know, so it's not just turning on in your suitcase and running the battery down. Two, the Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Three, the new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all over through additional guard lengths, sizes one through four. And lastly, but not leastly, looks-wise, this thing is sharp. It's sleek with a two-toned matte and gloss finish. It even features a hot foil stamped black chrome Manscaped logo. So you can show that mower off loud and proud. The optimized lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof so you can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. Did I mention the wireless charging? The lawnmower 4.0's new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction which can help battery length last longer. If you're trimming your face, if you're if you're still trimming your face with your ball trimmer, it's time to make some changes. All right, get 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code GTA at Manscaped.com. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth, and your balls will thank you. Once again, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code GTA at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping worldwide at Manscaped.com, and use code GTA. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And now, on with the show. Hello, griefers and grinders. My name is Jaden, and guess what this is? You guessed right. This is the Grand Theft Auto Podcast. The greatest Grand Theft Auto Podcast in the world. Probably the only one, but whatever. So today we are doing something that I've been waiting for a long time to do. We are going to do the history of Grand Theft Auto V, which which should be interesting. But first, before we do that, let's get a little bit of business out of the way. Now, I just did a really long read for our first and super appreciated podcast sponsor, Manscaped. Now, just in case you accidentally skipped it, because it was really long, whatever, 
Um, let me just tell you, let me just hit the bullet points for you. I, I did the read that they told me to do, but I, I'm going to give you the, the, the one that's from the heart. Their product is really good. They sent it to me and my balls have never looked better. I, I know you were wondering. So anyway, let me just get this out of the way. It, they, it is a really good product. I've tried it out myself. I'm endorsing it. Now, if you want to support this podcast, which I'm sure that you do, I know you're just wringing your hands, just trying to think of ways to do it. This is one of those ways. If you support them, they will continue to support us and I will continue to put out more quality content more, more consistently. So if you go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GTA at checkout, not only will you get 20% off of your purchase, but you will also get free shipping worldwide. Once again, promo code GTA, you get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. You're, and it's not and it's not just for men either. I would imagine it's good for women. They didn't tell me to say that part, but they've obviously never banged a hippie. And if you have, well, I rest my case and I'm sorry you had to experience that. But either way, once again, if you want to support the show, please, 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 please do me a solid and go to manscaped.com, promo code GTA, 20% off, free shipping. It's great. Now, one last uh, tidbit of information. We now accept crypto donations. I had somebody set this up for me, so I don't I don't know much about it, but uh, we have like a crypto wallet or whatever it is. And this will help us get better equipment up to, uh, you know, upgrade the studio, all that good stuff. And hopefully if we can keep this up long enough, we can get more and better guests. And, and hopefully I, I would like to get some people that were actually involved in the game creation. Hopefully this is down the road, whatever. I'm not complaining right now. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. But if you want to support the show, once again, uh, consider donating. I, I know some of you guys are probably filthy rich in the Bitcoin world or cryptocurrency or whatever. So the crypto wallet address will be in the podcast description. So feel free to go there, drop us something. If not, totally cool. Keep tuning in for free. Uh, you know, we got Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. You can find us. If you if you have any ideas for the show, you can email me directly at thegtapodcast.gmail.com. That's thegtapodcast at gmail.com. I just got an email from a guy with a really good idea for the show. Not going to spoil it, but this next one's going to be, it should be really cool if we, if it ends up, if, if it ends up working out. So without further ado, I bring to you the history of Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto 5 is a 2013 action adventure game developed by Rockstar North and published by Rockstar Games. It is the first main entry in the Grand Theft Auto series since 2008's Grand Theft Auto 4. Set within the fictional state of San Andreas, based on Southern California, the single-player story follows three protagonists, retired bank robber Michael DeSanta, street gangster Franklin Clinton, and drug dealer and arms smuggler Trevor Phillips, and their attempts to commit heists while under pressure from a corrupt government agency and powerful criminals. The open world design lets players freely roam San Andreas' open countryside and the fictional city of Los Santos, based on Los Angeles. The game is played from either a third-person or first-person perspective, and its, a, and its world is navigated on foot and by vehicle. Players control the three lead protagonists throughout single-player and switch among them, both during and outside missions. The story is centered on the heist sequences, and many missions involve shooting and driving gameplay. A, quote, wanted system governs the aggression of law enforcement response to players who commit crimes. Grand Theft Auto Online, the game's online multiplayer mode, lets up to 30 players engage 
in a variety of different cooperative and competitive game modes. The game's development began soon after Grand Theft Auto IV's release and was shared between many of Rockstar's studios worldwide. The development team drew influence from many of their previous projects such as Red Dead Redemption and Max Payne 3 and designed the game around three lead protagonists to innovate on the core structure of its predecessors. Much of the development work constituted the open world's creation, and several team members conducted field research around California to capture footage for the design team. The game's soundtrack features an original score composed by a team of producers who collaborated collaborated over several years. It was released in September 2013 for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, in November 2014 for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and April 2015 for Microsoft Windows. PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS versions are scheduled for release in November 2021. Extensively marketed and widely anticipated, the game broke industry sales records and became the fastest-selling entertainment product in history, earning $800 million in its first day and $1 billion in its first three days. Wow. It received widespread critical acclaim with praise directed at its multiple protagonist design, open world, presentation, and gameplay. However, it caused controversies, surprise, surprise, related to its depiction of violence and women. Considered one of seventh and eighth generation console gaming's most significant titles and among the best video games ever made, it won year-end accolades including Game of the Year awards from several gaming publications. It is the second best-selling video game of all time with over 145 million copies shipped and as of April 2018, the most financially successful entertainment product of all time with about $6 billion in worldwide revenue. Gameplay Grand Theft Auto V is an action-adventure game played from either a third-person or first-person perspective. Players complete missions, linear scenarios with set objectives to progress through the story. Outside of the missions, players may freely roam the open world. Composed of the San Andreas open countryside area, including the fictional Blaine County and the fictional city of Los Santos, the world is much larger in area than earlier entries in the series. It may be fully explored after the game's beginning without restriction, although the story progress unlocks more gameplay content. Players use melee attacks, firearms, and explosives to fight enemies, and may run, jump, swim, or use vehicles to navigate the world. To accommodate the map's size, the game introduces vehicle types absent in its predecessor, Grand Theft Auto IV, such as fixed-wing aircraft. In combat, auto-aim and a cover system may be used as assistance against enemies. Should players take damage, their health meter will gradually regenerate to its halfway point. Players respawn at hospitals when their health depletes. If players commit crimes, law enforcement agencies may respond as indicated by a wanted meter in the head-up display, or HUD. Stars displayed on the meter indicate the current wanted level. For example, at the maximum five-star level, police helicopters and SWAT teams swarm to lethally dispatch players. Law enforcement officers will search for players who leave the wanted vicinity. The meter enters a cooldown mode and eventually recedes when players are hidden from the officer's line of sight that displays on the minimap for a period of time. The single-player mode lets players control three characters, Michael DeSanta, Trevor Phillips, and Franklin Clinton. 
criminals whose stories interconnect as they complete missions. Some missions are completed with only one character and others feature two or three. Outside the missions, players may switch between characters at will by a directional compass on the HUD, although this feature becomes restricted at various points throughout the story. The game may switch characters automatically during missions to complete specific objectives. A character's compass avatar will flash red if he is in danger and needs help and flash white if he has a strategic advantage. Though players complete missions as any one of the three protagonists, the more difficult heist missions require aid from AI-controlled accomplices with unique skill sets like computer hacking and driving. If an accomplice survives a successful heist, they take a cut from the cash reward and may be available for later missions with improvements to their unique skills. Some heists afford multiple strategies. In a holdup mission, players may either stealthily subdue civilians with an incapacitating agent or conspicuously storm the venue with guns drawn. I like to do the latter. Each character has a set of eight skills that represent their ability in specific areas such as shooting and driving. Though skills improve through play, each character has a skill with expertise by default. The eighth special skill determines the effectiveness in performing an ability that is unique to each respective character. Michael enters bullet time in combat, Franklin slows down time while driving, and Trevor deals twice as much damage to enemies while taking half as much in combat. That's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't really, I didn't play too much of the story mode. Um, a meter on each character's HUD depletes when an ability is being used and regenerates when players perform skillful actions. For example, drifting in vehicles as Franklin or performing headshots as Michael. While free-roaming the game world, players may engage in context-specific activities such as scuba diving and base jumping. Each character has a smartphone for contacting friends, starting activities, and accessing an in-game internet. The internet lets players trade in stocks via a stock market. Bullshit. Players may purchase properties such as garages and businesses, upgrade the weapons and vehicles in each character's arsenal. Players may also visit places such as cinemas and strip clubs. Yeah, baby. Players can also customize their appearance by purchasing outfits, haircuts, and tattoos. Plot. In 2004, Michael Townley, Trevor Phillips, and Brad Snyder partake in a failed robbery in Ludendorff, North, North Yankton. All three are presumed dead. Nine years later, Michael lives with his family in the city of Los Santos under the name Michael DeSanta, having made a secret agreement with the FIB agent Dave Norton to stay hidden. Across town, gang member Franklin Clinton is working for a corrupt car salesman. Franklin meets Michael while attempting to fraudulently repossess his son's car. The two later become friends. When Michael finds his wife sleeping with her tennis coach, he and Franklin chase the coach to a mansion, which Michael destroys in anger. The owner of the mansion, drug lord Martin Madrazo, demands compensation. Michael returns to a life of crime to obtain the money, enlisting Franklin as an accomplice. With the help of Michael's old friend Lester Crest, a disabled hacker, they rob a jewelry store to pay off the debt. Meanwhile, Trevor, who lives in squalor on the outskirts of Los Santos, hears of the heist and realizes it was Michael's work. Trevor had believed Michael was killed in the Lutendorf heist. Trevor tracks Michael down and reunites with him, forcing My Michael to reluctantly accept him back into his life. 
God, I have friends like that. Anyway, as time goes on, the lives of the protagonists spiral out of control. Michael's criminal behavior prompts his family to leave him. He becomes a movie producer and comes into conflict with Devin Weston, a billionaire venture capitalist and corporate raider who attempts to shut down Michael's studio. Michael thwarts his efforts and inadvertently kills his assistant, causing Devin to vow revenge. Franklin must rescue his friend Lamar Davis from rival gangster Harold Stretch Joseph, who attempts to kill them to prove himself to his new gang. Trevor consolidates his control over various black markets in Blaine County, waging war against the Lost Outlaw Motorcycle Club. Latin Latin American street gangs, rival meth dealers, private security firm Meriwether Security, and triad kingpin Wei Chang. Having broken his agreement with Dave by committing heists again, Michael is coerced by Dave and his superior, Steve Haynes, to perform a series of operations alongside Franklin and Trevor to undermine the International Affairs Agency, or the IAA. Under Steve's direction and with Lester's help, they attack a convoy carrying funds for the IAA and steal an experimental chemical weapon from the IAA lab. As Steve comes under scrutiny, he forces Michael and Franklin to erase evidence against him from the FIB servers. Michael takes the opportunity to wipe the data on his activities, destroying Steve's leverage over him. Michael reconciles with his family. Michael, Trevor, Franklin, and Lester start planning a greater heist, raiding the Union Depository's Gold Bullion Reserve. However, Trevor discovers that Brad was not imprisoned, but killed during the Lutendorf heist and buried in the grave marked for Michael. Trevor feels betrayed, causing friction within the group and threatening to undermine their plans. Meanwhile, Steve betrays Michael and Dave, and they become caught in a Mexican standoff between the FIB, the IAA, and Meriwether. Trevor aids Michael and Dave, feeling only he has the right to kill Michael, and agrees to perform the Union Depository heist and part ways afterward. The heist is successful, but Franklin is afterwards approached by Steve and Dave, who contend that Trevor is a liability, and Devin, who seeks revenge on Michael. Franklin has three choices. Kill Trevor, kill Michael, or attempt to save both in a suicide mission. Should Franklin choose to kill either Michael or Trevor, he seizes contact with the man he spares and returns to his old life. Otherwise, Michael and Trevor reconcile, and the trio withstands an onslaught from the FIB and Meriwether before going on to kill Chang, Stretch, Steve, and Devin. The three protagonists cease working together, but remain friends. Aww. Development. Rockstar North began to develop Grand Theft Auto V in 2008, following Grand Theft Auto IV's release. Development was conducted by a team of more than 1,000 people, including Rockstar North's core team and staff from the parent company Rockstar Game Studios around the world. The proprietary Rockstar Advanced Game Engine, or RAGE, was overhauled for the game to improve its draw distance rendering capabilities. The Euphoria and Bullet software handled additional animation and rendering tasks. Having become familiar with the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 hardware over time, Rockstar found they were able to push the console's graphical capabilities further than in previous games. Analyst estimations placed the game's combined development and marketing budget at more than 170 million euro or 
U.S. Uh, $265 million, which would make it the most expensive game ever made at the time. The open world was modeled on Southern California and Los Angeles, and its design and in-game render constituted much of the game's early work. Key members of the game world production team took field research trips throughout the region and documented their research with photo and video footage. Google Maps projections of Los Angeles were used by the team to help design Los Santos road networks. To reflect and reproduce Los Angeles's demographic spread, the developers studied census data, data and watched documentaries about the city. The team considered creating the open world the most technically demanding aspect of the game's production. A fundamental design goal from the outset was to innovate on the series' core structure by giving players control of three lead protagonists instead of one. The idea was first raised during San Andreas's development, but contemporaneous hardware restrictions made it infeasible. Having developed two Grand Theft Auto 4 episodic expansion packs featuring new protagonists in 2009, the team wanted to base Grand Theft Auto 5 around three simultaneously controlled protagonists. The team viewed it as a spiritual successor to many of their previous games, such as Grand Theft Auto 4, Red Dead Redemption, and Max Payne 3, and designed it to improve upon their gameplay mechanics. They sought to improve the action gameplay by refining the shooting mechanics and cover system, and reworked the driving mechanics to correct Grand Theft Auto 4's awkward vehicle controls. After an audition process, Ned Luke, Sean Fontino, and Stephen Ogg were selected to portray Michael, Franklin, and Trevor, respectively. Their performances were mostly recorded using motion capture technology, or mocap, but dialogue for scenes with characters seated in vehicles was recorded in studios instead. The game is the first in its series to feature an original score, composed by a team of producers collaborating over several years. Licensed music provided by an in-game radio is also used. The team licensed more than 241 tracks shared between 15 radio stations, with an additional two stations providing talk radio. Some of the tracks were written specifically for the game, such as rapper and producer Flying Lotus's work, original work, composed for the Fly Low FM radio station he hosts. The game was first announced by Rockstar Games on October 25, 2011. They released its debut trailer one week later, with an official press release acknowledging its setting. Journalists noted that the announcement ignited widespread anticipation within the gaming industry, which they owed to the cultural significance of the series. The game missed its original projected Q2 2013 release date, pushed back to September 17th to allow for further polishing. To spur pre-order game sales, Rockstar collaborated with several retail, retail outlets to make a special edition with extra in-game features. They ran a viral marketing strategy with a website for, for the fictional religious cult, the Epsilon Program, that offered users the chance to feature in the game as members of the cult. A re-release of the game was announced for Microsoft Windows PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One at E3 2014. This enhanced version featured an increased draw distance, finer texture details, denser traffic, upgraded weather effects, and new wildlife and vegetation. It includes a new on-foot first-person view option, which required the development team to overhaul the animation system to accommodate first-person gameplay. 
the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions were released on November 18, 2014. The PC version, initially scheduled for simultaneous release with the console versions, was delayed until April 14, 2015. According to Rockstar, it required extra development time for quote-unquote polish. The PC version is capable of 60 frames per second gameplay at 4K resolution, and the Rockstar editor lets players capture and edit gameplay videos. Plans to develop single-player downloadable content were later scrapped as the team focused resources on Grand Theft Auto Online and Red Dead Redemption 2. PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS versions were announced in June 2020 and will be released on November 11, 2021. They will also feature additional technical enhancements and performance upgrades. Reception Initial Release Grand Theft Auto V received universal acclaim from critics, according to review aggregator Metacritic, based on 50 reviews for the PlayStation 3 version and 58 reviews for the Xbox 360 version. The game is Metacritic's sixth highest rated, tied with several others. Reviewers liked the multiple lead character formula, heist mission design, and presentation. But some did not agree on the quality of the story and characters. IGN's Keys and McDonald called Grand Theft Auto V one of the very best video games ever made, and Play considered it generation-defining and exceptional. Edge wrote that it is a remarkable achievement in open-world design and storytelling, while the Daily Telegraph's Tom Hoggins declared it a colossal feat of technical engineering. It became the second-ever Western-developed game to be awarded a perfect score from the Japanese video game magazine Famitsu. CNET's Jeff Bacalar felt that the game encouraged players to engage with all three characters. Edge found that switching players helped avoid long travel times to mission start points. Because of the switching mechanic, Game Informer's Matt Burtz noted that players are, quote, kept in the thick of the action during shootouts. Eurogamer's Tom Bramwell wrote that switching added a tactical element to shootouts as characters set up in strategic outposts would cause cause fewer shooting gallery situations than previous installments. IGN's McDonald felt the switching feature gave players more choice in their approach and made missions less predictable. Giant Bomb's Jeff Gerstman considered the heist missions a welcome deviation from series' typical mission structure. Eurogamer's Bramwell likened them to blockbuster set pieces, and GameSpot's Carolyn Petit, Petit cited the 1995 film Heat as a stylistic influence on their design. I love that movie. Joystick's Zav Dimatos felt creativity and methodical approaches were encouraged. Polygon's Chris Plante likened rapid character switching during heist missions to film editing, with the player serving as the editor, switching rapidly to the most interesting perspective for the moment. Computer and video games' Andy Kelly felt that overall mission design was more diverse than lacked the escort errands of its predecessors. Edge praised the game's graphical fidelity and absence of load screens. Play complemented the draw distances and weather and lighting systems. Eurogamer's Bramwell considered the lighting system to be the game's most significant advancement. Official Xbox Magazine, or OXM's, Mikhail Reparaz 
thought that the game was probably the Xbox 360's greatest technical achievement and was surprised that the open world could render on the console. Reviewers lauded the open world design, some further complimenting the game for streamlining Los Angeles' geography into a well-designed city space. Game trailers Brandon Jones considered the Los Angeles emulation authentic and the open world full of voice and personality. IGN and PlayStation Official Magazine made favorable comparisons between Los Santos and Grand Theft Auto IV's Liberty City. OXM's Reperez felt Los Santos surpassed the gray and gritty Liberty City. Reviewers praised the world's satire of contemporary American culture. OPM's Joel Gregory opined that the scathing social commentary is, of course, present and correct. Destructoid's Jim Sterling called the sound design impeccable and praised the actors' performances, original soundtrack, and licensed music use. IGN and Giant Bomb commended the music selection and felt that the original score enhanced the dramatic tension during missions. GameSpot's Petit, or Petit wrote that the score lends missions more cinematic flavor. Edge said that the licensed music enhanced the city's already remarkable sense of space and that the original score improved the atmosphere of the gameplay. They summarized the game as a compendium of everything Rockstar has learned about the power of game music in the past decade. Many reviewers found the land-based vehicles more responsive and easier to control than in previous games. Game Informer's Burtz explained that cars have a proper sense of weight while retaining the agility necessary for navigating through traffic at high speeds. In addition addition to the vehicle handling, most reviewers noted that the shooting mechanics were tighter than they had been in previous games. But Destructoid Sterling felt that, in spite of the improvements, auto-aim was twitchy and unreliable, and cover mechanics still come off as dated and unwieldy. Some reviewers felt the game solved a persistent problem by adding mid-mission checkpoints. The story and characters, particularly Trevor, polarized reviewers. Some felt that the narrative was not as well written as previous Rockstar games and cited Grand Theft Auto 4 and Red Dead Redemption's plot strings. Others thought that the protagonist's contrasting personalities gave the narrative tighter pacing. Games Radar's Hollander Cooper thought that the game negated inconsistencies in the story of previous entries, whose single lead protagonist had muddled morality. GameSpot's Pettit considered Trevor in particular a truly horrible, terrifying, psychotic human being, and a terrific character. (laughs) Eurogamer's Bramwell found Trevor shallow and unconvincing, and felt that his eccentricities hurt the narrative and overshadowed Michael and Franklin's character development. Joystick's Dematos faulted the protagonist's lack of likability for him, and found the ambivalence between Michael and Trevor a tired plot device as their conflict grew into a seemingly endless cycle. The escapist Greg Tito had difficulty connecting with the characters' emotions since they acted out of greed, with no sense of morality, and thus gave players little reason to support them. Just on a side note, does anybody else hate critics? Like, they're so pretentious and they don't actually create anything for themselves. I feel like it should be a requirement or a prerequisite that you're deeply involved in the creation of successful games, numerous successful games, before you can publicly criticize somebody else's creations. Like, why would I care what you have to say? You've never done it. And even if they had done it, I only want to hear your specific, if, if you like say, 
say you're a character artist. I don't want to hear what you have to say about physics and animation, uh, nor do I want to hear what you have to say about audio content. It's not your expertise. Anyway, rant over. Re-release. Grand Theft Auto V's re-release similarly received critical acclaim. Metacritic calculated an average score of 97 out of 100 based on 66 reviews for the PlayStation 4 version and 14 reviews for the Xbox One version at 96 out of 100 based on 48 reviews for the PC version. It is the highest rated PlayStation 4 and Xbox One game on Metacritic alongside Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption 2 and the second highest rated PC game alongside several others. Game Informer's Andrew Rayner considered the addition of the first person another significant breakthrough for the series in the vein of Grand Theft Auto 3's shift to third person from Grand Theft Auto's bird's eye view. GameSpot's Mark Walton found that playing in first person heightened the impact of Grand Theft Auto 5's violence, which made him reflect on morality and character motivation more than before. Videogamer.com opined that players feel like inhabitants of the world rather than guns attached to a floating camera. IGN's Dan Stapleton found the game more immersive in first person, creating a surprisingly different experience. I actually agree with that. Videogamer.com praised the finer details in first-person animations like camera lane when players take corners on motorcycles or the navigational instruments in playing cockpits. Reviewers found playing the game more difficult in first-person, but Game Informer's Rainer preferred the challenge. I actually agree with both of those statements. Forget, you know what? Forget everything I said earlier. Just kidding. Y'all are all assholes. GameSpot's Walton thought that the graphic improvements made the open world even more spectacular, especially because of improved spatial anti-aliasing. Of the first-person view, he said that, at ground level, everything looks bigger and more imposing because of the improved graphics. IGN's Stapleton favored the PlayStation 4 version's graphics over the Xbox One, but thought both consoles rendered the game well and maintained mostly consistent frame rates. He praised the increased frame rate and graphics options offered on the PC version. Videogamer.com called the console version's frame rate so consistent it was scarcely believable, although GameSpot's Walton cited occasional frame rate dips. GameSpot's Peter Brown opined that the PC version let players witness the full extent of Rockstar's admirable handiwork, but noted that it retains evidence of its last-gen roots with simple geometry. Videogamer.com praised the Rockstar editor's accessibility on PC, but criticized some of its limitations, such as camera angle restrictions. IGN Stapleton appreciated the PC version's customizable controls, and GameSpot's Brown felt that constant switching between the mouse and keyboard and gamepad was necessary for the best experience. PC gamer's Chris Thurston called the game the most beautiful, expansive, and generous of the series. On the game's multiplayer, IGN Stapleton reported low player counts in matches, long wait times in lobbies, server disconnection, and occasional crashes. Because of that, he wrote, I can't strongly recommend the multiplayer experience alone. Videogamer.com found online character progression streamlined by comparison with the original version. According to them, the grind of just doing player-versus-player until co-op's jobs arrived with regularity was lost, and newcomers would likely find multiplayer enjoyable and balanced. However, they wrote a frequent server disconnection, especially during load screens. GameSpot's Walton thought that Grand Theft Auto Online still suffers from a lack of direction, 
for its open-ended and frenetic gameplay, but still is fun. Game Informer's Rainer reported minimal lag or issues in the expanded firefights and races. Accolades Grand Theft Auto V received multiple nominations and awards from gaming publications. Before release, it won Most Anticipated Game at the 2012 Spike Video Game Awards. The game was Review Aggregator's Metacritic and Game Rankings highest rated for the year 2013. The game appeared on several year-end lists of 2013's best games, receiving wins from independent journalist Tom Chick, CNET, Edge, the 31st Golden Joystick Awards, the 5th Annual Inside Gaming Awards, the Spike BGX 2013 Awards, Slant Magazine, and Time. It was, Sorry for that. That was really... I didn't think the list was going to go on that long. I wasn't expecting that, but I don't feel like re-recording it. Anyway, it was named the Best Xbox Game by Canada.com, GameSpot, and IGN, and the Best Multi-Platform Game by Destructoid. Rockstar Games and Rockstar North won Best Studio and Best Developer from Edge and the BAFTA Academy Fellowship Award at the 10th British Academy Video Games Awards. Various in-game elements were recognized with awards. Two characters, Trevor Phillips and Lamar Davis, received numerous nominations for Best Character, and Lamar won the award from Giant Bomb. The music received awards from Spike VGX, Hardcore Gamer, and The Daily Telegraph. Grand Theft Auto Online won Best Multiplayer from Game Trailers and BAFTA and Xbox 360 multiplayer from IGN. Online was also nominated for Biggest Disappointment by Game Revolution and Hardcore Gamer. What? Grand Theft Auto V won Best Technical Achievement in the Telegraph Video Game Awards and Best Technology at the 14th Annual Game Developers' Choice Awards. The graphical and artistic design received, received awards from IGN, The Daily Telegraph, and BAFTA, and a nomination at the Game Developers' Choice Awards. The game received numerous other awards. It was rewarded the title of Most Immersive Game at the Inside Gaming Awards. The general public voted for the game to win the User Choice Award at PlayStation Awards 2013 and the Community Choice Award from Destructoid. The game received the Platinum Award at the PlayStation Awards and was named the Best British Game from BAFTA. At IGN's Best of 2013 Awards, it earned multiple wins, including Best Xbox 360 Graphics, Best Xbox 360 Sound, and Best Action Game on the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and overall. Sales Within 24 hours of its release, Grand Theft Auto V generated more than $815 million in worldwide revenue, equating to approximately 11.21 million copies sold for Take-Two Interactive. The numbers nearly doubled analysts' expectations for the title. Three days after its release, the game surpassed $1 billion in sales, making it the fastest-selling entertainment product in history. Wow. Six weeks after its release, Rockstar had shipped nearly 29 million copies of the game to retailers, exceeding the lifetime figures of Grand Theft Auto IV. On October 7, 2013, the game became the best-selling digital release on PlayStation Store for PlayStation 3, breaking the record set by The Last of Us, though numerical sales figures were not disclosed. It broke seven Guinness World Records on October 8th. Best-selling video game in 24 hours, best-selling action-adventure video game in 24 hours, highest-grossing video game in 24 hours, fastest entertainment property to gross U.S. $1 billion, fastest video game to gross $1 billion, 
highest revenue generated by an entertainment product in 24 hours, and most viewed trailer for an action-adventure video game. The digital version was released on October 18th for the Xbox 360, which went on to become the highest-grossing day one and week one release on Xbox Live. By May 2014, the game had generated nearly $1.98 billion in revenue. As of August 2014, the game has sold in over 34 million units and for, to retailers for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. By December 2014, the game had shipped 45 million copies, including 10 million copies of the re-released version. By April 2018, the game had generated about $6 billion, making it the most profitable entertainment product of all time. As of May 2021, the game has shipped over 145 million copies worldwide across all platforms. More copies were sold in 2020 than any other year since the game's launch in 2013. Well, that's pretty cool. In the United Kingdom, the game became the all-time fastest-selling game, selling more than 2.25 million copies in five days. This broke the record set by Call of Duty Black Ops at 2 million copies over the same period. It broke the day one record by selling 1.57 million copies and generating 65 million euro. In two weeks, the game sold more than 2.6 million copies and generated 90 million euro, which accounted for 52% of games sold in 2013, September of 2013, I should say. After three weeks on sale, it beat Grand Theft Auto 4's lifetime sales in the United Kingdom. In its fourth week, it became the fastest selling title to break the 3 million barrier in UK, thus overtaking Black, Top, Black Ops 2's lifetime sales. In November 2014, the game became the best-selling game of all time in the UK, overtaking Black Ops. The game was similarly successful in North America. It was the best-selling game in September, representing over 50% of software sales and boosting overall software sales by 52% compared to September 2012. Grand Theft Auto Online Developed in tandem with the single-player mode, the online multiplayer mode, Grand Theft Auto Online, was conceived as a separate experience to be played in a continually evolving world. Up to 30 players freely roam across the game world and enter lobbies to complete jobs. The content creator toolset lets players create their own parameters for custom jobs, like racetracks and deathmatch weapon spawn points. Players may band together in organized player teams called crews to complete jobs together. Rockstar Games Social Club extends crews formed in Max Payne 3's multiplayer mode to those of Grand Theft Auto Online. Players may create their own crews and join up to five total. Crews win multiplayer matches to earn experience points and climb online leaderboards. Grand Theft Auto Online launched on October 1st, 2013, two weeks after Grand Theft Auto 5's release. Many players reported connection difficulties and game freezes during the load screens. I know I did, but I, I didn't let that deter me. I knew they would get it figured out. Rockstar released a technical patch on October 5th in, in an effort to resolve the issues, but, but problems persisted the second week following launch as some players reported their character progress having, as having disappeared. Another technical patch was released on October 10th combating the issues, and Rockstar offered a $500,000 in-game currency stimulus to the accounts of all players connected to online since launch as uh, recompensation. Because of the widespread technical issues present at launch, many viewers 
bemoaned their Grand Theft Auto Online experience, but generally recognized its open-ended exploration and dynamic content as strengths. Post-release content is continually added to Grand Theft Auto Online through free title updates. Some updates add new game modes and features, and others featured themed gameplay content, such as the Independence Day special update that added patriotic-themed content on July 1st, 2014. The widely anticipated online heists update launched on March 10th, 2015, and suffered some initial technical difficulties due to the increased user load. Shortly after the game's PC release, some players reported being banned from Grand Theft Auto Online for using a field of view and cosmetic mods in single player. Rockstar stated in their official blog that nobody had been banned from online for using single player mods, but that recent updates to the PC version had the unintentional effect of making such mods unplayable. They stated that mods are unauthorized and may cause unforeseen technical problems and instabilities. A standalone version of online will be available for free on PlayStation 5 for the first three months after its release. Controversies The game has generated several controversies related to its violence and depiction of women. A mission that requires players to use torture equipment in a hostage interrogation polarized reviewers, who noted its political commentary but felt that the torture sequence was in poor taste. The mission also received criticism from politicians and anti-torture charity groups. What? The game became subject to widespread online debate over its portrayal of women, particularly in the wake of the backlash against GameSpot journalist Carolyn Pettit when she claimed the game was misogynistic in her view. After Pettit's review webpage received more than 20,000 mostly negative comments, Many journalists defended her right to an opinion and lamented the gaming community's defensiveness toward criticism. Television personalities Karen Gravano and actress Lindsay Lohan both filed lawsuits against Rockstar, an allegation that characters in the game were based on their likenesses. Their lawsuits were later dismissed. Australian department store Target pulled the game from their 300 stores following a Change.org petition against depictions of violence towards women in the game. You know, just real quick, this is a pretty common theme. We see all the same sort of names, Australia, Target, all this. Didn't they learn anything from previous releases? What game did you think you were buying or selling? Barney and Friends Hug It Out? Anyway, Legacy. Critics agreed that Grand Theft Auto V was among 7th generation console gaming's best and a great closing title before the 8th generation's emergence. Polygon's Plante observed that the game would bridge between games present and future and declared it the closure of this generation and the benchmark for the next. Videogamer.com's Simon Miller considered it the ultimate swan song for this console cycle that would cast a long shadow over the next. Three days after its release, the game ranked second on IGN's Top 25 Xbox 360 games list. Editor Ryan McCaffrey considered that the open-world scale and details succeeded the majority of other Xbox 360 games. He called the game a triumph both for gamers and for the medium itself, and it deserves its runaway success. In November 2013, Hardcore Gamer placed the game third on their top 100 games of the generations list. They cited its improved shooting and driving mechanics over its predecessors and considered the multiple protagonist design a welcome change of pace, that could become an 8th generation gaming benchmark. In December, 
the Daily Telegraph listed the game among their 50 best games of the console generation. They called it a cultural behemoth that will be Rockstar's lasting legacy. In January 2014, computer and video games ranked the game fourth on their Games of the Generations list. Editor Rob Crossley said that for the first time, Rockstar created an utterly beautiful open world. He found that the game did away with Grand Theft Auto 4's repetitive mission design and focused instead on fun gameplay. In May, IGN ranked it 8th on their Top 100 Games of a Generation list and called it a huge and wildly ambitious bridge towards the 8th generation of console gaming. The next month, it placed 3rd on IGN's Games of a Generation Your Top 100 list as voted by the site's readers. In August, Game Informer ranked it third on their top 10 action games of the generation list. They compared the game's quality to that of its predecessors, but thought that its ensemble character setup, varied missions, and multiplayer superseded the Grand Theft Auto IV's placement on the list. They wrote of the story's absurd drama and the open world's vastness and did not regret a single second spent playing the game. In November, Edge named it the fifth best game of its generation and commented that no other game studio is even daring to attempt an open world game in its tradition because there is simply no possibility of measuring up to its standards. In 2015, the publication rated it the second greatest video game of all time. The game ranked high on several best game lists determined by the public. It featured eighth on Empire's 100 greatest video games of all time list and fifth on Good Games' Top 100 Games list, as voted by the magazine and program's respective audiences. It was the most tweeted game of 2015, despite being released over a year earlier. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that. That was the history of GTA V. I found a lot of interesting stuff there, a lot of stuff that I didn't agree with, you know, obviously about the what the critics have to say and all that, and all that... Uh, all that nonsense about it not being the best game of all time, whatever, we'll let that slide. If you enjoy this podcast, feel free to check out my my main podcast. It's called Time Travel Radio. It's like it's similar to GTA Talk Radio, but there's a time travel machine involved. Yada yada, it's a long story, but it's called Time Travel Radio. Feel free to check it out. You you might enjoy it. It's pretty fun. And if you want to support us, once again, we are now accepting crypto donations. Our crypto wallet address will be in the podcast description. If you want to support us further and you want to support somebody that supports us, go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GTA to get 20% off of your purchase as well as free worldwide shipping. So yet again, my name is Jaden. This is the Grand Theft Auto Podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, keep grinding, motherfuckers.